This week on Hysteria 51 the topic is none other than my hero himself, Mr. Alex Jones. Alex, do you have anything to say before we begin? Down with the devil! Down with the fraud! Get out of the road! Get behind me! Get behind me, Satan! Excellent point. Anything else to add? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Excuse me. I think my testosterone's going up. This happens every time I start working out a lot again. And I uh, swam two miles this morning pretty hard and uh, ate a big fat steak last night. It's full of hormones, testosterone on its own right. Well said, my friend. Well said. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never turned the frogs gay but does have a favorite song about frogs. This is Hysteria 51. I remember this from way back in the day. So good. I love Leslie Willis, for the record. <laughs> anyway, we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. We're your hosts and head to bunkers. He's Brent Hand, and I'm John Goforth. <laughs> Wesley Willis. Do you know he went corporate? It's true, John. Millsoft took their slogan, it really whips the llama's ass for Winamp. From Willis's song, Whip the Llama's Ass. Remember that shit? I love the fact that, I mean, Wesley Willis aside, although I was a fan, I love the fact that Winamp literally had a slogan, it really whips the llama's ass. As soon as she turned it on, it really whips the llama's ass. (laughs) Oh, Wesley Willis and Winamp, it makes me miss the 90s. (laughs) And Brent, speaking of 90s technology, there is a third host of this show. He's angry, he's a robot, and he isn't that bright. He's the one and only conspiracy bot i don't like you Seabot is a robot i built in my lab to help produce and edit the show he thinks he's good at two things enslaving the human race and world domination damn skippy but he's actually good at two very different things drinking and spending money don't forget that he's gotten pretty good at killing neighborhood cats unfortunately <laughs> average at best half the time he comes home unfulfilled and full of scratch marks which then i have to polish out like your dating life <laughs> you weren't even around for my you know what it doesn't matter anyway see but i saw you had something you wanted to talk about so go ahead the floor is yours well since we're talking alex jones today it got me to thinking that piece of meat sack garbage makes a ton of loot on selling crappy products to his minions since my fans the bot heads are growing in number by the day I've decided to release my own product line, starting with my own fine line of filtered spirits, bot booze. Check it out. This is literally rubbing alcohol with the label ripped off and bot booze written in Sharpie on the package. I'm small. It's called outsourcing, dumbass. Okay, how much is it? 80 bucks a bottle or 16 cats. I don't think anyone will be lining up for this one, (laughs) but he does bring up a good point. We are talking Alex Jones this week. That is right, John. Since we were talking good old AJ this week, we decided to bring in some help. And by help, we mean two Alex Jones heavy hitters, none other than the gentleman who hosts Knowledge Fight, Dan and Jordan. 
Gentlemen, welcome. Hey. Hey, thank you for having us. Of course. Fellas, if anyone's not familiar with Knowledge Fight. Go fuck uh, yourself. Uh, so many people are not familiar with Knowledge Fight. <laughs> and rightfully so. It's I, a, I, it is a tough thing to get into. Yeah. <laughs> well, once my tattoo gets put on, on uh, Instagram, I think uh, more people will know about it. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. We call it the Gram <laughs> around here. Uh, guys, tell us a little bit about the show itself. <laughs> that should be their slogan. Get on the Gram. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It spiritually feels like it already is. <laughs> to some extent, but. I digress. Yes. T- tell us a little bit about the show. Uh, is this a show where we talk a bunch about Alex Jones? I uh, Full I, stop. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Period. Now, now we can all move on with the uh, rest of our days. You might as well because everyone just shut off. Yeah. <laughs> to, keep people, uh, to keep people interested, sometimes we talk about uh, space liars, like lo- people who tell stories about having... Like gone to space and sometimes televangelists, all sorts of people who are on like a very specific type of grift, like uh, mm-hmm. the, these these con men who are exploiting. They're on the Jones scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk we... about Alex Jones, but what we really talk about is scammers yes. all across the board. You know, yeah. he's a he's a great window into seeing what everybody else is doing because well, he's so transparently yeah. bad at it. Exactly. How long have you been doing the show? It's about two years now. Yeah, it's about two years. A little bit. We started the beginning of January 2017. Just uh, so you're at the you're at the very beginning of the parabolic curve of the Alex Jones. Like the, yeah. people were, he wasn't in the mainstream zeitgeist two years ago. Right, right. It, it was a little bit. He was starting to dip his toe in a tiny bit. But he was still one of those people that you could be like, I kind of enjoy watching him. You know, it was more like he was kind of a um, a Howard Stern type. You know, and he then he kind of jumped the shark. And what I mean by that is, people still hated him, but wanted to listen in in some ways. If right, they knew who he was until it went full blown. Well, the stories that we hear from so many of our listeners is like, uh, I used to listen to him when he was on the radio in right. two thousand five, yeah. and it was like, look at this crazy guy screaming about uh, you know frogs and shit like that. <laughs> uh, and then you see this arc that him turning into a full hack. Uh, screaming about instead of gay frogs and fun, uh, how we need to kill gay people. Right, and right. and everybody was like, I think this is an issue. Mm. <laughs> we've we've gone one step too far yeah. into crazy. Now, guys, other than the show, what are you up to? You both either did or work in comedy right now. Well, you're still Jordan. I'm, I'm still a stand up. Okay, cool, comedian. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just do the show. Oh, nice. And what I mean, I just do the show. I mean, I just. He literally do. just does the show. It's basically that and playing. Uh, Hyrule Warriors on the Switch. <laughs> That's kind of ninety percent of what I do. We're on week two of <laughs> yeah. Hyrule Warriors. Watch. Yeah. Well, you guys are listening. They probably heard another voice just chime in while we were talking to these fine gentlemen. We got Joe Peck back this week. Pecker. His name is Pecker. Joseph, there's been a Peck watch going on in Hysteria Nation. They uh, were we had the over under, and if you're still live. You know, they were wondering out. what was happening. Uh, you have you have graced us back with your presence. Uh, can you let the kids at home know what you've been up to? Uh, literally waiting. <laughs> I didn't I, open the door for him for quite this, a while. This this was all a well constructed plan to go underground for a little while. You know, get the people uh, a buzz, a flutter uh, with conversations about me, and it's all part of my master plan to one day at some point in time for just a moment. For the entire world to be talking about me now, <laughs> during during your um, your time away, let's say, 
Did you, uh, in absentia in is what we could call it. Was it just a, it was a uh, tip of my tongue? Was it just a media blackout, or were you like literally not leaving the house, eating a lot of peanut butter, that kind of thing? Well, blackout's an interesting word to use in the in the whole uh, arc of what was going on. So you just drank a lot. <laughs> I don't. I, I you know. Hey, what do you mean by just? Here I am. <laughs> That, take, that, that too can be an yeah. accomplishment. I take pride yeah. in my, my drinking. Hell yes. As we talk about Jones, I was looking over your website. I think you guys summed it up nicely with some of the issues with Jones. I'm going to paraphrase, but you know, I saw you said, "How your... dare you? <laughs> How dare you?" I that, wrote it. You read that it. That copy <laughs> is perfect, sir. <laughs> Gold, Jerry. Uh, the, the gist <laughs> of it was: for years, you could listen to the Alex Jones show and laugh at how he's out of his mind and be thankful that he's so far from being relevant, and that he's basically scamming the void. And what we were getting at is that all changed big yeah. time. John, you were kind of saying that. What brought that change? What do you think? Uh, well, I uh, I want to hear their opinion. You know, no, I wasn't it, talking to you. No one cares. <laughs> they. Uh, I mean, you can go back to Bohemian Grove, and he's the one that broke in there. But even but he, back then, he, he wasn't was, the yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. That's his and version of the, the story. Broke in, well, the but, people that broke in with him are like, and he's lying about yeah, what Yeah, John Ronson said that he was lying about everything, and that Alex acknowledged that he was lying well, about it. But John it. Ronson also said, we went in there, it was crazy shit going on. Wow. And it... It was, well, and they kind yeah. of well, rich and, people fucking each other. So that's that's pretty <laughs> that's, crazy. It, it, I mean, they're burning shit. It, anyway, the point is, they come out and they're like, "This is a story. This is something really interesting to report back." But of course, Alex had to take it to the next level and say that someone was being killed. Right, and and, right. and so he was doing weird. He was doing shit for uh, attention even back then. Yeah, but that's what we call lying. That's the important <laughs> part. That's the <laughs> distinction that's important. Alex was lying about it. John Ronson thought, oh, it's crazy that the rich people who come to this place decide to spend their time this way. I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. It seems very interesting. But he wasn't lying about what he saw. Alex right. did because he knew it was a way that he could make a lot of money and create the mythology around himself that I'm the guy who brought you this information. The elites are into drinking blood and killing babies. All that stuff. So. Right. And I, I, I guess I'm not. I'm not saying he was the first in there, but you do. Get no, we credit. all knew the elites were into drinking blood drinking, and killing oh, babies. Sure, sure. Yeah. That was. But known. you do get credit for being the first person. Like, if you're the one that brings things to light, if people, if people all of a sudden are more aware of something because you said it, even if it had been said before. Years mm -hmm. earlier, there were like news reports on ABC and CBS about uh, Bohemian Grove and people going there. There had been people who had written articles for like Spy Magazine about right. going in previously. So I mean, I understand. I agree that he, you know, he pub popularized it a little bit. But what he did was ultimately meaningless and deceitful. So I don't. I don't know. Oh, it's, I'm not defending him. I'm yeah. just uh, it's probably, <laughs> meaningless uh, and deceitful. Uh, as my kind of talk. <laughs> how how many people went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody thinking that it was a documentary about <laughs> Alex Jones's infiltration of Bohemian Grove? It, it now we know why it was so popular. <laughs> I guess we we owe this to our listeners at home. If you don't know who Alex Jones is, well done. <laughs> Number yeah, one. I, I, I'm uh, jealous. God. But if you don't. We went to good old Wikipedia, and it tells us he was born February 11th, 1974, and Jones is an American radio show host and conspiracy theorist. Mm. He hosts the Alex Jones Show from Austin, Texas, which airs on the Genesis Communications Network across the United States. 
and online. And Jones runs a website, Infowars.com, devoted to conspiracy theories and fake news, and the website, News Wars and Prison Planet. Oh, also, That's, don't forget Europe Wars. That's a new one he's uh-oh, got. Oh, time to update yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I, I saw a movie once called Prison Planet. <laughs> Alex Yo. Jones was not, not in it. it. No. <laughs> it's We talk conspiracies all the time. You guys talk conspiracies. You talk, you know, you, these sure. people go to space. Yeah. I think the big issue is people think, that's inherently bad. It can be, or it can't be. It depends on how you do it. And I think he's the perfect example of how you can make that a bad thing. Conspiracies aren't inherently wrong to talk about. They no. exist. They There was, we've talked about it before on the JFK show, there was a, conspir- a yeah. the, the United States federal government agrees with the rest of us that there was a conspiracy to assassinate John F. Kennedy. That was a real conspiracy. Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. So those are, those are real. Fred Hampton. Yeah, but I will find a way to shoehorn Fred Hampton. <laughs> the FBI kidding. murdered Fred Hampton. Everybody needs to know that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I think, Brent, what you're alluding to are unsubstantiated bullshit to generate your own revenue well he puts himself into these conspiracies or makes things conspiracies when they aren't look at his promotion of the sandy hook elementary school as conspiracy theory he's accused u.s government of planning the oklahoma city bombing uh september 11th he claimed the moon landing footage was fake you know i mean a lot of people has but he he does that consistently and he's claimed that several governments and big businesses have colluded to create Something we talk about on here, and Joe loves the New World Order, through manufactured economic crises, sophisticated surveillance tech, and above all, inside terror jobs and attacks that fuel exploitable hysteria. That's a quote. <laughs> so, fellas, what? Let's start there with. Uh, we just ran down. Uh, I mean, you could spend an hour on each of those easily. We um, we generally spend three hours on each of those <laughs> once a week, yeah. if not more. In the time doing the show, what's been the biggest standout? What's you know, there's there's five news stories a week from him. What's been the one that you're that's the most uh, sort of grotesque? Yeah. Grotesque. I don't know. What do you what what comes to your mind? You uh, as far as story, um, I think the one thing that um, I would say is more important to me is the overall. Like we've gone back through episodes from 2009 uh, of his show, and we've we've taken this whole journey of his career. And one thing that you didn't expect to find, or I didn't expect to find, was that he was actually a white supremacist from the very jump. Well, just just to be very careful with language, he had white supremacist leanings and sort of white uh, nationalist leanings. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. He was a stand-up comedian for years. Ah, then, yeah. Then he died of pancreatic cancer, and then he became... Yeah, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little teaser. <laughs> I mean, even, even when we found uh, some of that footage from the early... Uh, like I think it was actually the late 90s when he was on public access and he was talking about how he and his people his patriots in quotes were involved in a leaderless resistance and it was around the time just after louis beam vague militia talk but everyone says i'm not racist but it's a very specific reference to louis beam who uh, had the uh, uh, concept of a leaderless resistance as being the way to topple the government and Louis Beam was a very specifically white supremacist, white nationalist, militia type. So, like, going back and finding that sort of stuff, it makes you realize that even behind all the fun and laughs that we were all having, we just didn't realize that a lot of that stuff was a part of his worldview as far back as I've been able to trace it. 
I mean, it, there's a decent chance that it wasn't there at some point. Right. But I don't know. I don't know when that would be. Every time during his bodybuilding days when he looked been. Yeah, it could have been. When he looked great. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to lead a leaderless resistance whenever you're working out so hard. Oh. Yeah. yeah you're yeah, gonna yeah. automatically be the leader with that that killer bod. <laughs> yeah, I, he's he's a barrel chested son of a bitch. That's for sure. The, now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of reasons he does what he does, mm-hmm. um, certainly political ideology, but there's probably um, to him, I would guess. This is my guess. This is my. This is John's supposition. A more important reason, financial. Right. Sure. Right. Right. And and uh, and he makes a little bit of money from from the stuff he does, doesn't he? Oh yeah, a little if, little, little coin. Yeah. How, if how you much? were gonna if you were gonna ask me why he does this, I would just be like, um, money. Hey, give me money! Cash register noise, <laughs> yeah. cash register noise. Yeah, exactly. It, it, there was actually an article in a German magazine in 2017. They dug into his past and they found two-thirds of all of his funds derived from sales of this range of his own products. Two-thirds. That is an amazing amount of money coming from penis pills and virility medicine and, and shit and like that. And speaking of penis pills, that is the only German magazine that Brent reads that has words in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, although, I mean, in that German magazine uh, article, the interview that they did does involve something that Alex is very mad about. And that is that they said that he invited the interviewer to suck on his sausage. Uh, <laughs> you, hey, he, he insists he just offered them a sausage when and then they misinterpreted being, everything. When you're being polite to someone, that's something you do. Sure. You know, I mean, that's how you host. Every you know? guest in my house gets that offer you at guys, least. I feel bad now that you guys are here and I didn't offer. I, Very you know, But you know what? It's We're past that. Did now. he pronounce it <laughs> schnitzel when he offered it to and, the Germans? <laughs> He pronounced it penis. That's the no, uh, the penis schnitzel. <laughs> and by sausage, I want you to understand. I mean my phallus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but these things, he, he sells these through his Infowars website, through yep. advertising spots on his shows. They include dietary supplements, toothpaste, bulletproof vests, and brain pills, which hold the pill for anyone who believes Armageddon is near. Mm. Uh, according to the article, like the, that's who he's pumping this for. It's these people that he's telling them, "You're all going to die. Get in your bunker, and while you're doing it, you want to make sure that you live as long as possible." Right. Thanks right, to my right. bills. And well, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that is like when you're talking about conspiracy theories being uh, uh, can be used for good and for evil. When you take the people who are more likely to believe conspiracy theories, and you take the conspiracy from like. I'm curious about dullards. JFK. We call them dullards, and yeah. and turn it into something where everybody's trying to kill you. You're constantly priming people right. to uh, right. I need to buy this shit, otherwise the government's going to finally get me. You overwhelm their critical thinking skills and their I, lizard brain man, kicks I, in. So it's funny. I've been watching. So we we're doing um, some future episodes on Jonestown and, and other mm. you know, cults and things like that. And I've been watching a lot of of videos and documentaries and things like that on people that were this one gentleman who was in the uh, the uh, Mooney and another who was in the the Nazi skinheads. And they all say that exact same thing. You're preying on this. They all have the same mo. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the 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 payoff at the end is they all use the exact same tactics. Well, and even, it is I was actually born in a cult. Really? Uh, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. My family was part of the No Name Fellowship. Uh, which was just batshit insane. And it wasn't until the uh, cult was directly responsible for the death of one of their children, mm-hmm. not my parents' children, 
Uh, a, me- a member's maybe. child? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that the cult was broken up. Wow. Yeah, so it is definitely something that is obviously close to my heart. So here's Where the was thing. that? Uh, that would have been in Champaign and Spokane, Washington, weirdly enough. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not to turn this completely into into that. Does that fuel your desire to expose assholes like Alex Jones? Um, the, I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> the, you know, like, Good I, don't know I don't know Good what I'm tell you. I mean, the reason that I started doing the show with Dan was because he asked me, and we didn't hang out enough. Man. So my goal f- with with the show was never to be like we're going to debunk all the people who hurt me when I was growing up. I think, but it, it's a nice side effect. I think that part yeah. of your history fuels the Project Camelot episode interest that you have yeah, a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those sorts of people, the new age culty kind of right, stuff, yeah, is sure. way more. Probably much closer to home. Well, and the and problem is a lot of those people that the, when you're in, you hate to say use the word cult, but when you're in it, you don't realize you're in it. Nope. A lot of times, now some people probably do, but the the vast majority don't. And then when you see that, it's an attack on you. It's attack on Alex Jones fans who are buying it hook, line, and sinker. Right. And you say that to them, and then they go, well, "How dare you attack me? You don't understand." Well, one of us is wrong. So, <laughs> it, it was speaking of that, and you were you were talking about products. Very close to a cult are folks that are on the far, far, far religious spectrum. Fanatics, right? Yeah. No matter what religion you're talking about, whether it be Islam, Judaism, Christianity, or Shinto. I don't know any fanatical Shintos, but I'm sure they exist. <laughs> oh, they have, mathematically speaking, they have they to. They have to, right? <laughs> One or two of them, yeah. So uh, I was watching uh, videos on YouTube as I wish I didn't do as much as I did. And there was a, a televangelist, and I, it was a fairly well-known one. I don't remember his name. Creflo A. Dollar? Uh, that's one of my favorite guys' that's names. That's a great you just name. Love the name. I mean, yeah. that's for a man who talks about his seven boats and 13 houses to his congregation and then because says, give me more money, please. God <laughs> needs me to have this mm-hmm. to be able to preach the word to you. That's exactly right. right. Well, the anyway, prosperity guy, gospel is fucked up. So yeah. One this, heck of a gospel. That, that's crazy. This guy was one of those, and he was talking about how not only did you need to prepare for end times, but you needed to buy your preparation gear from him and there was was this Jim Baker? It yeah, might have been Jim Baker. Yeah, this sounds Jim Bakery. It, it, he's, uh, he's selling buckets of uh, all bu- kinds bu- of stuff. That's Nothing exactly, tells a, the devil to shove it like a rock hard a penis. Buck, so we got this uh, penis pill for you this week. Well, no, it was a bucket of prep food. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's like, Jim Baker. Yeah, Baker's yeah. doing that stuff now. Pancake mix. Now that he's out, of, now that he's out of jail. camera eating it, talking about how good it is. My father Praise the Lord. My father was not a doomsday prepper. He wasn't any, he was a normal person but one time i remember as a gift he got me like one of those months packs of stuff he goes you never know something might happen like mre in 1978 yeah. <laughs> well it was they're like they're from 1953 <laughs> he's like in 1978 we had an ice storm and we were out of power for 11 days and i'd hate to see that happen to you up there and blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like well that's a normal way to think about it totally but right. most people don't think that when they're buying you know, dungeon rations. But I that, just have a blanket in my car. I figure that's <laughs> that's good enough. But that's It'll how get a the lot job of this done. stuff works. Is that like you take a normal, rational uh, position? Like, like when I was growing up, I grew up in Missouri, and like there's tornadoes from time to time. Yep. So we would have a, a bit of food in the basement in case something went bad. So right. you take that really reasonable, rational position, and you just go crazy with it, and, and that's how you the, make your money. Someone in the background yelling, "You're gonna die." And you go, oh, maybe we are all going to die. And yep. Jones certainly is preying on those folks, but he's not just doing it with prepper materials. No. He's doing it with... Uh, now we, we, Gun we parts. <laughs> I was going to ask that. We mentioned a few examples, mm-hmm. penis pills AR, jumping AR, to the, It sounds like AR-13 lowers. AR-15 like, lowers. Uh, 15, excuse me. So, yeah. 
My question is, when we research Alex Jones, we do it on the Listen periphery. Let's say thirteen, like he doesn't, you know, have a whole, co- you know, collection. I'm not, a, I'm not a gun guy, well, but I, uh, I don't judge people who have guns. AF twelve is that what it's called? <laughs> I'm not a narc. <laughs> I'm bipolar. I'm not allowed to have guns for a lot of reasons. The question is, we 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 kind of look at Jones from the periphery. We go find the the frogs are gay quotes, and right. uh, we don't we don't we're not in it for three hours a day or, or whatever however long his show is. What is the weirdest thing that you've heard him push? Oh man, for sale. <laughs> so back in the, it's hard to say exactly because it's tough to tell what is his sponsor and what is the Genesis Communications Network right, sponsor. Sure, sure. But the two weirdest commercial, well, I guess the three weirdest commercials I've seen on his show. Was one was from the government of Israel doing uh, for their tourism ministry, their tourism board. They had ran commercials on Alex's show in 2009 at a period of time where he was super in favor of the Palestinians. <laughs> so it was a very confusing thing to hear. Like, I don't really know how to. Did unpack he voice this. it? Israel no. is okay. an apartheid state. It is killing the Palestinians, and now for this. Come on down to Israel. We're having a great old great time vacation here. spot. It's a great vacation. What beaches and everything? You ever hear about this Jesus cat? He was from here. Have great times. When I heard that, I almost I almost just like <laughs> fell out of my chair, just of confusion. It's like I don't know what's going on. The second was this uh, this group called the Most High Family Ministry or Monastery. And they were one of these groups that uh, broke with the Catholic Church when uh, they apologized for the Holocaust. Uh, and well, like, so yeah, you're taking it too far there. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're not into this anymore. And they said that that was Vatican II, and they recognized their own like special secret pope. Vatican II, uh, electric boogaloo. Exactly. Man. So yeah, like the, the dose pope. Like, what do you call like you know? I'm the poper, popist, <laughs> yeah. the papalist motherfucker <laughs> out here. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. I suppose they would be in favor of installing an, an anti-pope, which has happened like seven times. No, I'm I'm yeah. not even joking. There's That's the, what they call it. The black Historically, pope. there are anti-popes really? where the people rise up and say, we don't like what, not the people, small groups of bizarre people, <laughs> A few people. rise up yeah. and say, we don't buy what the cardinals did. This guy's not our pope. Like, and they, yeah. they call them anti-popes. And a few there's times been... in history, they've had enough of a backing that it actually caused a legitimate problem. Oh. Once. Once. Once it actually happened, like an actual oh. overflow throw back when the Pope was essentially the ruler of Europe, um, oh. it actually occurred. Wow. Hashtag not my Pope. Yeah, yeah. There have exactly. Been, there have been plenty of multiple Pope uh, situations. Then there was the time they dug up a Pope, literally dug up his carcass to, to hold put, him on trial. To hold him yeah. on trial. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. That was great. Very, they got very, him. Very sensible. They got him. They got him good. <laughs> they got him. <laughs> he was dead up? to rights. No, come, all right. on, come on. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Who wants to get in here? Huh? How, huh? Who wants to join in with it? I told you he's still a comedian. So the thing about jokes like that. But he so he took money from that group, the Most High Family Monastery, which is really real fucked up cult that uh, is anti-Catholic church in a very strange, weird way. But the third one was really closer to normal, and that is there's a website called uh, hideyourguns.com. That is the one I was going to bring oh. up. And they teach you how to hide your guns and where <laughs> like, not like to hide your guns. Like Christmas wallet type shit or like in a wall? I haven't bought the book. Or is yeah. that, a, is that a euphemism for a porn thing? It's, uh, <laughs> it is unfortunately not. It is literally just Hide about- Your Gun 6 is the best cinematically of the series, <laughs> Joe tells me. They're, they're trying to make it seem like it's a thing like, hey, the government's going to take your gun any time now, but it's very clearly, if you go to the website, it's about how to make weapons caches, oh. and that sort of thing, which is a really sort of 
fucked up mentality and practice for people to engage. No, yeah. it's if it was a porn, a lot of it would be a guy digging up an, uh, a tree stump. And then putting his <laughs> his guns well, under the yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone jacks off Those, to that. Yeah. I guarantee it. <laughs> that's probably true. No, you say that. I, I, I'm glad you clarified because hi, I, the idea of hiding someone's gun makes sense. Burglars totally. would steal a gun. You don't want your kids near it. If you have kids, if you have guns, you know, yeah. like. But uh, here's how to hide 17 yeah. <laughs> AR-15s. Well, it's like when I get those under your living room floor and, <laughs> and about uh, 60 paces from your front door. <laughs> it's well, they very literally hard. have those those burial. It's like a, a tub and it, it yes. screws together, yeah. and you can put ARs or whatever in there, and it's good for like 24 or 48 months or things like that. Well, also, even even at its at its, let's say, most innocent, John, if it was what you were saying, that's still the people whose kids find the damn gun sitting in a shoebox up on the top shelf where Jimmy's not going to find the gun in here <laughs> instead of locking it up in a safe. That would be a right. disappointing book. <laughs> Put it in a shoebox. <laughs> the larger question is, why is Jimmy looking for high heels? That's the issue here. And then he finds a gun. Wow. That's exactly right. So we talk about all these things that he is chilling. Well, California Medical Company, this place called Labdoor, they looked into and did tests on the stuff that he was selling, his his pills and things like that. Six of Jones's dietary supplement products uh, were tested. They included a product called Survival Shield, which was found by Labdoor to contain only iodine and a product named Oxy Powder. Deep w- Earth iodine. Please, get <laughs> it right. Oh, Alex, you pissed. Colloidal yeah. iodine. Yeah, not to be confused with colloidal silver or <laughs> sure. you know, gold or anything else you want to throw. It was compromised of a compound of magnesium oxide and citric acid, common ingredients in dietary supplements, period. That's it. And Labdoor in- indicated no evidence of prohibited or harmful substances but they said there's no nothing that he was marketing it as it had no it could you know meet none of those claims. Dude, you act like that's a bad thing. We've all read the outside of a Morton salt container when it's not the iodized kind. They're like this does not contain iodine, and that's a problem because you need it. Yeah. It's funny. So they so they're actually, doing you a favor. Well, they came okay. out at the end and they said, "quote of all the products, the ingredients, and the things he was shilling was too low to be appropriately effective." He's cutting corners or something, and I mean, who's co- who's shocked by that? No one should be. Nope. Eh, it's homeopathic medicine. It's the same. It's the same yeah. nonsense. That's if why you're, if you're a homeopath, you're getting water with a minuscule, like right. microscopic amount of whatever it is you're supposed. That's to That's why I only ingest non-essential oils that I get from Joe Peck. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. what I, trivial <laughs> oils. <There's>, yes. <laughs> They're supplemental. (laughs) (laughs) All of those products that he gets, those are all made by a guy named Dr. Group, who runs the Global Healing Center, which is run out of Houston, I believe. He just sounds like he lives on a skull island. Yes. He's a uh, hippy-dippy non-doctor doctor. doctor. He's a chiropractor and has no business making any of these supplements. (laughs) Everything I ingest shouldn't be grown. It should be mined. (laughs) You know, like one of those deals. He he claims that his dad invented plastics, and because of the evil of that, he... uh, uh, has to become a, a mm-hmm. detoxifying doctor to right. undo the evils of his father. <laughs> That's that was, right. I forgot that it's uh, his, his, his backstory is he's undoing the evils of his father. Like he's and his like mom got Luke shot Skywalker. a bunch of times. Or like right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Did you guys see the John Oliver on last week tonight? When yeah. He took on oh, yeah. Of course you had. Right. He stated Jones spends nearly a quarter of all of his on-air time promoting those products. I think that's high, uh, unless you count the actual committed commercial break time. 
he does do a lot. It, it's that's spiritually accurate. He spends way too much time plugging during the content of his show. But I, I, I from all the time that I listen to it, a quarter seems pretty high. Really? Yeah. So John Oliver, maybe twenty percent. Like, but- <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired, John Oliver. I, you know that actually brings up a really good point mm-hmm. because during his commercial breaks, he still voices some of the commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. So to the uh, to the common man or common woman, is there a huge difference between Alex Jones talking about a product while he's talking about how the world's going to end thanks to whatever group versus a commercial break where he's also talking about a product? Yeah. Probably almost none, especially considering a lot of his commercials also involve like, uh, you know, bad times are coming. It's not, (laughs) you know, it's not usually just like the commercials. Yeah, it's not the happy fun time hour. It's like doom's coming. Here's how you can prepare yourself for it. And if you don't, you don't love your children. Yeah, absolutely. Get them child child ease. His new, uh, not new, but newish uh, supplement. Child size forty five. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What's what is child ease? I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the ingredients, but uh, it's uh, some supplement to make your kid happier and calm. <laughs> it's from it's <laughs> to the makers of kitty form, <laughs> chloroform light. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the like, same guys who make Timacil on Arrested Development. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's like back in the day when. Um, you know, if if your woman just was was having a case of the she was uh, hysterical hysteria, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd give her laudanum, you know, yeah. and a good slap. Or you would send her to the doctor, who would just finger bang her until yeah. she was not as angry at yeah. you anymore. Yeah. That, that's not that's actually a true thing. I finger banged her and drained about a quart of blood. Like, I think she's going to be real docile for a while. <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, leeching is is more of my style personally. Yeah. These are some of the, the, the basic bitches. We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk some of the wilder claims. The claims he's made that have actually hurt people that we can we can physically see. We're going to talk that when we come back on Hysteria 51. It's like you, you hurt people. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use, like, the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value, and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works. 
you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term um, stuff like this. And this is, this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now, right now, get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Cry. Just because we really? were going to talk about penis pills did not mean you needed to take them before the episode. I didn't need to. That <laughs> was a, that was just a plus. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, they're good for circulation. <laughs> I like to podcast turgid. Yeah, what do they say that Viagra started as a blood pressure medication yeah. and they just saw an unusual side effect? Yeah, it's basically just a uh, acai berry or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> We've been talking about Alex Jones, but we haven't gotten into why he's so popular. Mm. Most people who aren't initiated, and God bless them, because I wish I wasn't, still might be aware of the the gay frogs thing. I mean, it, it's turned into it's turned into a meme. Turn yeah. freaking really frogs hit, gay. Turn, right. We've we've probably played the clip on this show. Surprisingly, oddly that's enough, stories. Yeah, it's sort of true. Not the not the chemical by the U.S. government thing. Yeah, but uh, atrazine. The, Brent, go ahead. Yeah, they they dumped chemicals in the water, which made they didn't turn the frogs gay, no. but they changed um, genders and things like that. It, it was a, a an actual exposing of chemicals being put in the water. That's a bad thing, but not mm-hmm. like. But he del- jonesed it, right? Yeah. It, it didn't turn into a deliberate attempt. 
to change the sexual proclivities of amphibians. No, that was just a, a happy byproduct. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are just trying to do something illegal and now we're changing genders? Come on! <laughs> what are we doing here? Every time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, he he gets so well known for that, but that's the most innocuous thing he's ever said. So, I mean, it's it's innocuous compared to a lot of stuff, but what he's using that for is also an attack on the LGBT community. Like it is still part of what that that uh, atrazine uh, frog narrative is because he takes this like misunderstanding of these studies that they've done and then tries to apply it to this is why your kids are gay. Right. This is why trans people exist. That sort of thing. Like, First yeah. it's in the water, then it's in the chemtrail. Right, that right. Yeah. That's the implication behind a lot of that stuff. So I, I, I agree. It's more innocuous than some things, but it is also still sinister on, on some levels. Oh, uh, there's no question. Everything yeah. the man does is sinister. I, I'm trying to give lines of derivation between that and, say, sicking people on a group of people totally. uh, you know, who might die. But the uh, thing is, uh, and I think behind the scenes is he's kind of what he's getting at, but he's he's pretty good at masking it in and of itself so people don't realize that they're all of a sudden lighting up their pitchforks. That's that's why he's gotten away with his show for so many years is because he is good at that masking. Yeah, he's a a talented broadcaster. It's unfortunate because he's so awful, but there's a a reason he's been around that long. Right, and and speaking of... uh, of being a talented broadcaster, but also... Thanks, John. I appreciate that <laughs> intro. Joe had something to chime in on. <laughs> I mentioned before there were some things that could lead to uh, uh, bigger problems than uh, the gay frogs. Uh, he's there is no bigger anti-vaccine. problem. Nope. Yeah, not only no is he anti-vaccine, time. he's on that Ginny McCarthy train of it causes autism. and the, the... I prefer to call it pro-measles rather than anti-vaccine. <laughs> That's, you don't want to define yourself pro, as a negative mm, thing. That's a good Whoop point. Yeah. <laughs> Pro-polio? Yeah. Pro-leo. 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 I just read oh, this like crazy it. thing where they looked at the, the measles vaccine and they found, they studied it with other diseases and they found when measles outbreaks would go up deaths by other common issues would go up like chickenpox and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's because they found measles wipes out your entire immune system and it forgets how to fight things you've already been either had or been inoculated, inoculated for, for. and so people when they get measles, then other people die or they die from stuff that they should never have died of. So it's like his double-edged sword. And he's gone, nah, man, don't get your kids uh, vaccinated. Don't watch Sesame Street. Julia, they put a, yeah. a girl on there. She's an autistic Muppet. And he said she was designed to normalize autism uh, to a disorder caused by vaccines. Well, quote. if there's one thing we know about autism, the best uh, response is to isolate and make the child feel as unusual as possible. Right. We don't want to normalize That's it. That's in the DSM. We don't want to normalize yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's why they had to update it to five. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Autism is evil? Ooh, we can't, can't keep that one in there. Yeah, his quote was, I'm just defending people's rights to not be forcibly infected with vaccines. You know he's doing God's work. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not pleasant. <laughs> the, have, this sort of line of rhetoric of his it's it, it bums me out. <laughs> I haven't listened lately. Uh, you know, measles have been in the news because of all the outbreaks sure. because of the anti-vaxxers. Is he addressing that? Oh yeah, well not not directly, but we did an episode recently about uh, uh, he. What was it? End of January, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He made uh, a harsh pivot back to talking about the issues again. His first day back on it was deeply anti-vaccination stuff. So he talked about it a bit, um, but he 
He's not a guy who likes to get into the weeds and a lot well, of specifics. How else, how else is he oh, going to push those yeah. Infowars branded iron lungs? Right. I mean, sure. they're not going to sell themselves. <laughs> Dr. You know? Group has a warehouse full of them. <laughs> gotta go. No, that, may, that makes sense, though, because any of the claims that he's making, if you actually got into the weeds on it, mm-hmm. it's obvious to a five-year-old or categorically false. Yeah. Right. So you... Well, he has that, like, there's that uh, thing that's popping up, that ALF, the uh, acute uh, flaccid myelitis, I believe. The sort of... Uh, I believe it's Gordon Shamway. Is that the... <laughs> ALF. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's... They call it the Melmacian disorder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> It's, uh, Before it's, you get up for that final snack, I want you to know I got your cat! <laughs> it's a condition that's sort of similar to polio, but definitely isn't polio. And it's popping up in incidences of it arising. And Alex's whole take on it is, not only is it not not polio, it is secretly polio, and <laughs> the polio vaccine gives it to you. Oh. Which are things that the scientific community is pretty roundly uh, against what as being, being accurate. What does the know? The great again. science medicine wars have been going on for a long time, so the scientists are trying <laughs> to give med- med- people polio. Yeah. Is that similar to the franchise wars? Um, <laughs> it's more similar to the late night wars. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> so you're saying Conan has polio. <laughs> and yes. Jimmy Carson is involved all across the board. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. uh, he's also secretly alive. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, he got that uh, death vaccine. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We all want the super rich globalists get Move, the death moving vaccine. away slightly from from straight up children's death. The other thing he always talks about is you know, remember our harp episode that we did. You know, weather manipulation. He's a firm believer in weather weapons, mm-hmm. and he claims that the president has access to weather weapons capable of not only creating tornadoes but also moving them around on demand. The weather dominator. That's literally, literally. An episode of G.I. Joe. I was that was my best yes, uh, was. Cobra <laughs> Commander. Uh-huh. I believe that was also the plot of the uh the Avengers. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Uh, the, 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 old, the old Avengers. The old Avengers yes, with, uh, with the umbrellas. Sean Connery, yeah, yeah. Sean Connery was the one who could control the weather. Yeah, and yeah. instead of a sweet suit made of nanotechnology, he had an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. That's what I want in my superhero. Six but one. In, she was six one F doesn't. He was Mary ironically was Scottish and evil. Well, she she was also a secret agent, and ironically, you can tell because they were ready for the weather manipulation. Ah, oh. she wants her weather practically yeah. perfect in every way. Exactly. They also sense. wore raincoats. Though I don't know. Um, what's his name? Colin Firth did a lot with a, uh, a, a umbrella. In that he Kingsman. did. That well, he did. Manners maketh the man. penguin. The penguin. I mean, he's got oh, an yeah. umbrella for every. True. Every. Uh, he's thing. Got I think we can all agree that Danny DeVito has superpowers. Yes, true. Well, well I prefer the Burgess Meredith. We uh, could also vehicle. all agree that Hurricane Irma was geoengineered by Harp, as as he's. Wait, claimed. I feel like that was a non sequitur. Bringing us back. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just bringing us back. I, although I think we could do another fifteen minutes on the cinematic tradition of umbrellas. I believe that's correct. <laughs> I didn't realize it was such fertile territory, but there are a lot of umbrellas. It is ripe yeah. for irony. <laughs> he says all of these things are though. Everything is under control, well, and, and therefore mm-hmm. you should be more afraid of it's it than you not would be. Hard to make the leap that the government would want to control the weather because sure. if I was in charge I would want to and they've had things like we found that that, that and we one... can all thank choose your deity I'll choose God we can all thank God that Brent is not 
in fact, no, in charge. I would rule with an iron fist. Thunderstorms yeah. every night. We don't night. even want to think about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like to sleep during the rain. Yeah. You know? uh, the other thing, weather as a force multiplier, owning the weather by 2025, that was an actual thing that the government looked into. Mm-hmm. And so you pick it apart. You pick and choose what you want to right to because look there, was at. A, there was a um, there was a there was a like a not a college student, it was a but U.S. Like a, Air Force but study. No, the, the guy who wrote it was like just out of college right right uh, and it was literally just a paper theorizing how if we were able to own the weather here's how we could dominate the world just like we study how we can if we were to have more nukes this would happen if we were to have less nukes I mean mm. they're studying things yep and. As that came out as part of a Freedom of Information Act with about a million other things, uh, people zone in on that one and go, see, got one. Yeah, exactly. We got one. Yeah. A, that's exactly how Alex works. That's a perfect encapsulation of it. You can have a study about, like, what would it be like if we could control the weather? He reads that. He reads between the lines. And he's like, I can read secret documents better than anybody else in the world. I read this study, and that's I know that they're, he's, they're, they're using it, his brain pills. So. Yeah. They're admitting they have this without yeah. any proof that so, anybody is. So on that yet. topic, Dan and Jordan, here's a question I have from your time, you know, studying the the realm of Alex Jones. We know his motivations, but the people who follow this, who eat this stuff up, one of the things I've always found unusual and puzzling is on the one hand, you'll have what you just described. On the other hand, you'll have something that's publicly announced, such as fluoride and water, uh-huh. but that's also a conspiracy. Somehow, even though it's just being commonly told, so there's no reading between the lines there. Yeah, it's just you know, it's some nefarious thing as well. Like, how can all of those all like wrap up into this? Like, why do people eat that up? Like, how does that work? I think I think it offers them a simpler explanation of the world that doesn't require understanding what's behind things. Like, yeah. if you know, if you know, there's fluoride in the water, and some guy's telling you this is making people dumber. Now you get to understand why people are not as smart as you want them to be. I think it gives people this power that they didn't have, this right. power of power of knowledge. It makes a lot more sense when, if if you can think, well, the only reason I don't do this is because of some nefarious reason. Yeah, and I I found it out. Or you know? also on top of that, a vague narcissism because right. they know this secret stuff that all the sheeple out there don't know. Right, and it makes you feel better. I would also argue that one of the reasons these things are so effective is because. Because it's uh, a bit of an affectation, uh, like somebody who like an umbrella. Yeah, like an umbrella. Somebody who just starts <laughs> yeah. suddenly carrying an umbrella around with them all the time because they don't because they need to differentiate themselves from uh, other people. Excuse me, this is a camisole. Uh, yeah, <laughs> see, exactly. And that's yeah, why, what's the, that's what's why the you get for into that? these uh, uh, peacocking, right? Yeah. yeah. Another guy who used to do that and who I think has dialed himself back considerably. And and now, uh, most re- on one of your most recent episodes, you were talking about him mm-hmm. and how Alex Jones hates him now, or at, well, least, he, at least he does publicly, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh-huh, yeah. So what... It, Tell us a little bit yeah, about were, the, the buddies, history there. Uh, yeah. the, so two, the, the two of their history? Yeah. Well, they've known each other since like 98 or something like that, back when Alex was a real local personality and Joe was a touring comic. And the, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know too much about like their friendship outside of what they've publicly disclosed. It just what seems if, like they both thought they were crazy and fun. Right. So uh, there's videos of Rogan. They got drunk together. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. There's videos of Rogan. Um, talking about you know he'll be he'll be in front of the White House and pointing at it and going, these are the ones who are behind it. Like he was a bit of a conspiracy theorist himself. 
Uh, and so he and Alex did videos together back in the day before anybody was watching them, comparatively speaking. Now, like Rogan, the two of them running around with the bush masks. Yes, on, and yes, Joe, yes. Joe getting high in a bathroom. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Now, Rogan pulled a Dennis Miller and went 180 on where he had been before. I'm not saying they're both aligned politically. I'm saying they went 180 from where they were previously. And Rogan now, oftentimes on his shows, is debunking and calling calling bullshit on a lot of this on kind his of own, thing. And he actually will say it about himself. About himself, And right. he'll go, I've learned since then this, that, and the other. So yeah. is it as simple as he's not on my team anymore, so I'm going to attack him from Jones? I think he sees uh, Rogan as a opportunity to get publicity because yeah. he doesn't have access to uh, social yep. media and all that stuff anymore. And so part of it is he's not on my team. Part of it is a personal betrayal but I think the largest part of it is this is a free conduit to his audience. If I can get the, if I can start a fight with him, that's free press. You have to fuck up so bad that you are banned from social media. Period. You know what I mean? I like think he's still on Pinterest. Maybe, right. maybe <laughs> he's pinning away like a mother. Yeah. It's like well, what about uh, the gram? A John Mulaney. Is John Mulaney joke. He's talking about. Um, he's talking about OJ Simpson. He's like, do you know how bad you got to murder a motherfucker for them to stop making the Ford Bronco? <laughs> it's like, like, you know how much you got to fuck up, where they're just like, you're not allowed to have this anymore. With the Rogan thing, I think the difference between him and like a Dennis Miller type is that Rogan, like you even mentioned, that he's he is willing to say that he was wrong about things and he learned more. There's an intellectual honesty to his change from where he was well i don't know where would the, how old would he have been like 20 something right. yeah back then to now and i think that there you can understand how a younger person especially an aspiring comic who does a lot of drugs like hallucinogens and stuff that they a would dmt sure you could end Ooh. up being in that headspace and then grow out of it right. so i understand that i don't think that there's anything like intrinsically dishonest about uh, that path. So was, I feel like he used to be the Eddie Bravo, and now he's became Joe Rogan. Eddie Bravo, if you ever watch him on Joe Rogan, he's like, look into it, bro, look into it, look into it. <laughs> yeah, he, he just is. makes outlandish claims, and you go, well, I don't know about Look into it. Eddie and Bravo is the most credulous person there has it. ever been. He will bro. believe anything except bro. for what you look tell him. Look into it. So I don't know who Eddie Bravo is. Well, it's like, it's like Eric <laughs> Cartman. As long as you ask it as a phrase, it as a question... Then you can say anything you want. <laughs> totally. Is totally. Brent Hand secretly experimenting on children in the non-existent basement? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm just asking, asking a thing. I'm just asking. Well, and I wasn't. I wasn't implying that it was disingenuous. Sure. I, I don't think that Dennis Miller uh, is disingenuous. I think he. I think he literally had a certain way of thinking, and now he, then he became. The, he went 180. He was a liberal, and now he's a right-wing conservative. You right. know what caused that? His ill-advised stint on uh, Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Monday Night Football. Was yeah. it Monday Night? Yeah. Getting, yeah. getting sacked from that. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's something that we're not going to have to w worry about too much longer, all these things, because as Jones has told us, white genocide's coming. Oh, yeah. He tells us that all the time. So mm -hmm. we're going to be gone. And I am famously a soft yes on white genocide. <laughs> I, can be I can be convinced otherwise, but uh, for now. Famously. <laughs> so you were with the, uh, the, the NFL players who were kneeling uh, during the anthem because that was pro-white genocide, as he said. Hell yeah. Yeah, and violence against whites, that's all. It wasn't about equality or anything oh, like no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, Fear-mongering at its best, I think, is the best way you can put that on. Oh, he, he does so much worse in terms of the white genocide stuff. Like, you can really trace down that being a piece of so many of the narratives that he puts forth. And he even has guests who are, like, overt. Like, he has uh, this guy, Simon Roche, 
who's a member of the Sweet Launders down in South Africa, to come on to pitch these uh, just completely overblown narratives about uh, the whites being all killed in uh, in South Africa. Wasn't he a VJ on MTV in the mid nineties? That's Simon Rex. Oh, <laughs> oh. that's dirt nasty. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I was close. Thank you. I only I only corrected that because I was thrilled I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's fake danger, real danger, mm-hmm. real danger. Sandy Hook. You mentioned it earlier, Brent. This is the one that gets me probably more than the rest of them. And if you're not familiar, a horrible mass shooting of a lot of children uh, at that school. And it is. And Jones has made it his mission in life to convince people. Well, actually, no, he's using it as everything else we've talked about in this episode just to get ratings. But to tell everybody it didn't really happen. Those were crisis actors. And what happens is his supporters go after the parents of the these poor parents that lost their children in that mass shooting. Publishing their addresses. They they move, change information. They republish it, stuff like that. And if you guys remember, I, I, this is something, I don't know why it stood out so much to me, but it did. He was making these claims actively as like it was happening. Like that night, he's yeah. on there making these outlandish and formal yeah, claims. He does that all the time. Like on the day of the Boston bombing, he was on his show almost immediately saying it was fake and all that. Like it's 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 how he needs to operate in order to keep the the base scared and excited. It's one, it's one thing to say something didn't happen and didn't exist and just pl- playing to the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to motivate your base to the point in which they attack other people. Yeah. Both physically and psych- psychologically. Psych- thank you. Psychologically. <laughs> I've obviously been psychologically attacked. Uh, psychologically. Weather weapons. Uh, people have had to move numerous times. People are, uh, they are, their lives are so much more, are so much worse than just the fact that they lost their children and it's say, all thanks i lost my child and then it got even worse and right yeah, it's, it's, it's re-traumatization it's just like consistent over and over again is there i don't listen to enough alex jones to know you guys are the experts is that because it involves the like literally you can see the direct correlation between the words that come out of his mouth and a person like living a worse life and the traumatization of them is there a more or as direct example of him being a horrible person than that? Hmm. That is a good question because yeah. he is truly a monster. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to pull out a greatest hits. Is this the worst thing he's done? Hmm. It's. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's definitely in the conversation, yeah. and especially because he knows now very clearly how damaging it is for him to admit I did that. I lied about Sandy Hook. I said it was fake. There were only actors there. He, he knows very well because he's going to court over it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But even if it weren't a legal issue, I think he's aware now that it would be such a bad look for him. And so that he says, I just had debates. I just had debates about it. I had people on the show. We looked at both sides, that sort of thing. Right. He right. can't even admit I fucked up back before the statute of limitations right. for defamation and stuff like that. I, he can't own up to it because he knows how monstrous and how so evil those actions I suppose, are. I suppose the Pizzagate stuff probably, if if the person had killed somebody. At uh, Comet Penguin. Yeah. Shooter. If the, right. if the shooter yeah. had God. killed him, you know, because it's, yeah. it's like... Then he would be for it would be like he caused Sandy Hook, not he fucked up and the ruined people's lives. The one time a shooter you know? went, wait a minute, yeah, I think I've been led <laughs> astray. On that topic, where on the on the scale do you guys think there's intention 
to what he's doing? And where do you think it's something where he sees an opportunity to seize on a, a current event that like can cause some controversy and get him some ratings and it spins horribly out of control yeah. and he can't go back. Like what, what Dan was saying, he cannot go back and say, I did this piggybacking on that. But, that's what I was going to say. He's like, do you think like, and I think I'm, we're saying the same thing. Is it an act? Is it a character? Or is this, he, does he really think these ways? Like, has he gone too far with the character? So he's got to hold on to it. Or does he yeah. really feel that? These I mean, are it's the like, truths? it's like just the, the, I just watched that fire documentary, fire festival documentary. And I watched the whole the on time Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. The whole time I'm, I'm Fuck sitting Hulu. there wondering, <laughs> did this guy plan this stuff out like years in advance? And this was the culmination and he has stashed away all kinds of money. Or is it something that just spun out of his control? And, he did not have the, he was not equipped to, hard to, get a read on that to manage that. Yeah. Uh, this is actually something that we talk about inexplicably still after doing this show for two years yeah. and uh, countless hours. You go one way and then it, he tips yeah. you, you the other way? It, it, you kind of land on, he has a few things that he truly believes in. Guns. Which, guns. Uh, absolutely, that might, guns. that might be the end. Of yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, he just really loves guns. I can't imagine many other things that are like off the table. Well, erections, of, right? He really he like loves those. erections. Clear mind, erections, and guns. Yeah, mm. full hearts can't lose. I believe yeah. that's yes. the full. I think that's the full reference there. Uh, so, Pretty so with, to my eye. with <laughs> so much of this stuff, it is, uh, you know, his his white supremacy uh, or white nationalist leanings that usually ties directly to his love of guns. The reason that he was denying that Sandy Hook happened was because he thought people were going to try and take guns away. The reason that he attacks so many different people is so he can protect himself from his guns getting taken away. I grew up in the middle of farmland and the country outside of a town of 700 people with guns sure somehow i'm not a white nationalist racist fucktard totally how the hell well I, it's why do so many make from the jump from one to the other why is it because i think there are a lot of people that are normal and still have guns or like guns, totally but they probably don't want to say it because of people like that and it's like these diminished returns of you can't even come forward with that and people pounce on you and bash i think that uh, the difference between a normal person who has guns and likes them and alex is that alex from a very early age was introduced to all sorts of weird anti-communist propaganda that uh, that came out of like the john birch society right, things like right. w cleon skousen's book the naked capitalist gary allen's none dare call it conspiracy and yeah, then also he's... the protocols of the elders of zion are obviously oh, right. it's yeah. obviously something that he's read a it's lot the people of people that is that bill cooper mentality yeah Us he loved them. bill cooper too exactly, undoubtedly you know? bill yeah. cooper did not love him back. no hated him <laughs> yeah he hated yeah. alex but that's you, that's you... impressive yeah <laughs> it is that <laughs> he had those bill instincts well yeah you know unless you're the government or you know anybody <laughs> but <laughs> i think that might be a good example Bill Cooper was a true believer in his shit. That's, yeah. okay, that's, that's a, a good real, example. Bill Cooper, I think, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, and that's of for course he would for better Alex. or worse. He was yeah. a true believer. <laughs> well, in usually whatever. for worse. You yeah. get credit for really being anti-Semitic. <laughs> 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 he swore the protocols weren't around about the Jews. Oh, of course, of course. Except for that part where he talks about how the Jews are going to take over. So well. we, did a, we did an episode. <laughs> we did an episode on Bill Cooper, and one of the first things was the protocols. You know, Zion. That's not anti-Jew. Yeah. And John's like, except for this, 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 and then the guy so never just, responded I, again. Before we did the episode, I didn't want to be, a lot of people reference these uh, 
these texts from the conspiracy world, mm-hmm. like Behold a Pale Horse, sure. uh, the Protocols of Zion, etc. I didn't want to just talk about them in the etheric and like, oh, well, people have told me that's answer. So I read it. Yeah. And oh, uh, or did we read it? And, yeah. so, and so when people are like, well, it's not actually I'm like, well, have you read this paragraph? Yeah. <laughs> we will dumb down and enslave the Goyim. Like, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did an episode about the protocols a while back. And uh, yeah, it's uh, anybody who tries to make the argument like, no, this is about. The New World Order. It's like, no, you're just telling on yourself that you think the New World Order is Jews <laughs> exactly, in charge. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that because he internalized a lot of those things from a time when he couldn't have possibly understood what he was reading, because his brain wasn't fully Which formed. Which is recently as well. Sure. <laughs> but so he had those ideas in his head, so everything that appears to be a threat to his uh, guns, even if he perceives it as such, is now this giant cabal of uh, overpowered people who are all connected, who are working against him specifically. There's that paranoia that most people who just like guns don't just feel. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> He's wrong. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean the Jews aren't actually coming to kill you. <laughs> now, the, sometimes they are. The ultimate question here is not if he's wrong, but it's a question of what's the percentage mixture in that in that sick head of his that is true believer in his bullshit and profiteer. Is it 50-50? Is it 30-70? No one knows. Mm-hmm. And, I think, and I think he summed it up nicely. Like They douse themselves in it, and you, they don't you struggle. You, still, you go back and forth. Yeah, one day it seems way more yeah. like he's sincere, and the next it's like, you you just did a 30-minute commercial on air. What are you doing? Yeah. Like and, that you know, sort of thing. So it's so hard. In any tragedy, any tragedy that happens, he tacks on to mm-hmm. all of this, from 9-11, the Oklahoma City bombings, those were obviously false flag events, totally all right. the school shootings, no matter what what tragedy we're talking about up to and including like tornadoes and natural weather events he finds a way to tie it and and so that's where you don't know where the line is is he just doing this to sell preparation kits or is he is is he doing this because he truly believes uh there's something to be said about uh the mask you wear becomes your true face if you wear it long enough you know so Maybe it. Uh, maybe he does believe all of it now, as compared to at a know, certain time. A, a that's good that's a good question. Yeah, you know? I would suggest that it's also not just a dichotomy, or, like with two options. You have like the idea that he's a true believer or a scam opportunist, and I think that there's even a third prong on that that is victim of propaganda himself. Like in as much as you know, how much could be acting out the response that a child might have to these dumb books that he read when he was younger and couldn't understand them. I don't mean to say that in some way that like we should all feel tons of empathy for him or let him off the hook, but I think it's an important piece of like what also could be motivating a lot of this, just a sort of visceral childish reaction to fear. So this is where someone throws in the, uh, the Michael Jordan meme. Stop. Get some help. You know, like, <laughs> you know that's just the it could have changed the world if he did. Right. You know, like way back when it could have mattered. Well, let's, we're going to hit a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about one of my favorite parts of the story, which just blows my mind. Is he part of this Andy Kaufman style social experiment run by the CIA? I know that sounds crazy, but it's literally a conspiracy about him. We're going to get into that. Episode. It is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. <laughs> Usually, usually 
Joe sitting next to me when we record. Now he's across from me. I can just stare into his eyes <laughs> and, you know, judge Brent's, him. Brent's mesmerized. <laughs> it is. So, John, yes, how is this all a huge joke? Or a CIA experiment? What's well, going on? Well, you, you didn't realize this. We probably should have led the show with this. Alex Jones is actually uh, the deceased, quote-unquote, uh, comedian Bill Hicks. Oh, it's, it's duh. Yeah, know, it was right yeah, in front yeah. of me. You didn't know. I, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners didn't know that, but Bill Hicks I'm glad is the, the truth comedian is out. people love to tout. Oh, Bill Hicks was the greatest. Well, just literally stole his whole act. You know, so stole his you, persona. Yes, yeah. exactly. If you like, if you like Bill Hicks, or if you like Dennis Leary, well, you would love Bill Hicks, kind of thing. <laughs> That's because he didn't go away. He just became Alex Jones. Does that mean that Dennis Leary stole Alex Jones's shtick? Well, maybe they. Oh, good. Maybe question. he's hey. in on it. Maybe he's part of the CIA. Operative. Didn't you? Oh, you know how uh, Friends in Low Places. There's sure. a second version that has the third verse. Oh, uh, there's a there's a second version of I'm an asshole that has the third verse about uh, gay frogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, uh, right. That was not on my copy of. Uh, I'm gonna bet that CD was called I'm an asshole. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Assuming so, that it is, like, it's just all I can think about is that Bee Gees song from the '70s. I started a joke that started the whole the world, world crying. <laughs> 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 so the long and the sweet of this is Bill Hicks allegedly died of pancreatic I say allegedly, I felt dirty saying that uh, <laughs> Died of pancreatic cancer in 1994 But he was actually recruited by the CIA To become the controlled opposition By the mainstream media And he is continuously fed approved intelligence By his CIA handlers Those are quotes that I found online By who? I'm not telling Most of the websites were Angel Fire <laughs> GeoCities Yellow yeah, yeah. Yes. Yellow font. You can on only find on them by background. searching through Lycos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I use Dogpile. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So on what, your Netscape Navigator. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of proof do we got, John? What 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 are we what are we working with? Well, I mean, if you close your eyes, hit yourself in the head a few times, uh, they sort of look similar. I will say they do look similar. Like if you Not told me they were cousins, <laughs> if you told me if you told me they were cousins, I would buy it. But you, you understand I mean? that that picture of Alex Jones looking swole as shit in the gym, like that's from around this period of time. He doesn't look anything oh, like no, Bill no, Hicks. No, then. no, no, right, no, right, no right. not at all, not yeah. at all, not at all. But I'm just saying, like if you had to to bear with me and say they could be, oh, I, I'd buy that. In that case, yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> the hair, uh, people will go, oh, look at the hair. No. Uh, number one, <laughs> uh, Bill Hicks had a lot more hair. He had that baby mullet, you know, mm, a lot of true. time going on. They both have jacked up teeth. They're not the same, but people love. Uh, I've looked at way too many photos of zoomed in on both their mouths to look at their. Like, <laughs> Whoa, I think we just learned something about Brent here. And that oh. was just the weirdest part time. is why the third photo was zoomed in on John's mouth. Right. That's the part <laughs> yeah. we didn't understand. Right. Did right. you see? Did you see any pictures of those people who do like the the ear? The spiral of the ear is the same. Where was... they draw like the points and the lines. Yeah, and yeah. And then they go, well, the nose is wrong, but who can't afford a, a nose? job of course the cia would have done that of course right so the av club they actually summed it up with this hicks and jones admittedly do share a passing similarity in looks and both are given to passionate oratory but hicks existed on a widely different side of the political divide than jones did he make the the switch like we were talking about before with miller or something like that to go to the cia and, well, and start yelling the or rogan what? twist as well was, call it now. was he ever on monday twist. night football is sweeping the nation the rogan twist <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Like, is there, is there, do you put 
any. I, of course, uh, you no. don't. Of course, no. You don't. That's <laughs> dumb. Why, better question because that's dumb. Why is this coming up? Why did this become a thing? I was really worried that when you guys said you wanted to talk about him being Bill Hicks, that like you were going to take it seriously. No, for, at some, <laughs> I'm very glad that's not the case. We are. <laughs> I, I mean, the reason that people make this connection is because both of them were really passionate about rebuilding the church in Waco, the Branch Davidian Church. Bill Hicks and Alex Jones were both people who were really mm-hmm. involved in that, and it was around the time that Bill Hicks well, died. Well, who doesn't want to defend someone who has fucking little children? I mean, of course you want to rebuild that church. Well, there are argument is that he wasn't that's government propaganda they're wrong but right. that's their their argument the children's argument that are now adults that survived i kind of tend to put a little bit more of, of you know it, they have an, stock in, they have an interesting story to tell uh, yeah. and it's that david koresh was a big old pile of shit yeah, yeah. but yeah. the two of them were interested in trying to rebuild that church and uh there's a producer uh, that Bill Hicks worked with, I believe his name was Kevin Booth. Yes. And that Alex and him were good friends because of the connection through the Waco Church. And so over the years, Kevin Booth has come on the show mm-hmm. and they've sort of trolled the audience a bit. Once this idea that he's Bill Hicks started coming out, like Kevin Booth would call Alex, quote unquote, accidentally call him Bill and that sort of thing yeah. just to, oh, dear God. Right, to fuck with people. Right. And it, it sort of spiraled and it got a life of its own. And Alex has once said, oh, you know, we'll be back. I'm Bill Hicks or whatever. There's, yeah. a, there's a famous, you know, video of that. Yeah, I yeah. think the most offensive thing about that conspiracy theory is the idea that Bill Hicks would not have beaten the shit out of a CIA <laughs> operative coming to see him. <laughs> Bill Hicks fucking hated the CIA. Like, Bill Hicks kind of hated no everyone in a, yeah. in a delicious fashion. Yeah. That's why he was so, yeah, he was just... Comparing them is disingenuous to the history of Bill Hicks, and I think that's the big thing. Like people don't, I think it's a way for people to reconcile how crazy Jones is. Maybe I don't know. I don't. Well, know. Isn't that the great irony, though? Like he's built an entire audience set around the concept that you can explain things, and that anything that seems out of control is actually explainable. That there's this thing that's in control, and the people who dislike him want to explain how a guy can be so out of control Bingo. and so they're creating a conspiracy it's it's like the amazing two sides of the coin yeah it's like his audience using his own tools against him to a certain extent right. or or other people using the same tools i think the other thing too beyond the waco connection is that people really struggle and i do too with trying to understand how alex can only be 10 years older than me right. like the I, he looks right. like shit alex for... is only like three years older than me. Yeah, he's four years older than me and he well, looks he... like he's 60 yeah right for yeah so he's I, okay so yeah he's like he's born in what was it 74? 74 okay so he's got five years on me and so the idea that like he was secretly bill hicks would make him older because bill hicks didn't bill hicks die at 20 53 now i think i um don't right. quote me but i looked that up or something like so that, that would explain alex's appearance yeah but uh yeah. That, that's not good enough to uh, prove a case so i guess the big question is well, survival shields obviously not working very <laughs> right. well for the, him the nascent iodine <laughs> <laughs> what we haven't talked about is his knowledge mm. that he is faking it so when he was in court he literally said, this is a show. I'm putting on a show. I don't believe a lot of this. How did he explain that away? Has he talked about that on his show? His lawyer said that he was a, a character and all that stuff. So Alex can always say that I didn't say that and that sort of thing and dismiss it. And, uh, you know, he just sort of bluffs around with like, I'm playing a character when I have a Joker mask on on the show, but not when I'm telling you the truth. 
that sort of thing. It's think, a really easy pivot for him to make. I think the easy. I think the real uh, situation with that is more just every single person knows that he is either playing a character or that if he weren't playing a character in order to get out of the lawsuit, he has to say he's playing a character. And that was right? a lawsuit where he was going. It was a custody hearing. Like, yeah. So it was about his kids being not allowed to live with him. And so well, the right. stakes were high. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, I'm either crazy so, or an actor. But yeah, isn't that so the other you, thing? If is you his think he's audience. telling the truth, then you are, you know, then you know he's a character already. Mm -hmm. And if you think he's lying, then you know he's lying in order to get his kids back. So of course he's lying. Right. So of course he's really true, but he has to lie. So it doesn't matter. It's the classic kind of cult behavior. It's no, I'm lying to everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. you guys are the ones I'm telling the you truth to. Cool. We have to lie to everybody else because they're all against us. Speaking yep. of these lawsuits, he's also being sued by the, the family of the Sandy Hook victims. And we actually brought this up on our page recently, and it got a, a kind of heated arguments over is what he's saying freedom of speech. Well, people get lost on what people. freedom of speech is. Number one, private companies don't don't owe you freedom of speech. They nope. don't owe you anything. They can add, just like no shirt, no shoes, no service. They can refuse no service dice. to whoever they want. Right. Yeah. Right. And second, freedom of speech does not protect you if you're hurting other people through your speech. Yeah. Exactly. It's not absolute. Like right. you want it to be as close to absolute as possible. You know, but like if you threaten somebody, that's a crime. Yeah. They always if say you yell you, fire. You can't yell fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you extort somebody with your words, that's not freedom of speech. There's a, that's why there's, there's slander and libel rules yeah. out there and it's it's a but you know what i don't have my law degree we did have someone with a lot oh, i do explain it to us i do mm -hmm. you dabble i dabble i in dabble it. <laughs> yeah. bird law uh, so the big yeah, bird law <laughs> <laughs> the big question i have for you guys can he find redemption in the eyes of common americans or is he forever tainted that's a big one because he's banned by social media he's banned by itunes he's banned by youtube what's he do now and does that involve him finding some sort of redemption or is he just forever going to be this joke i would say he loses no matter what uh no matter what because if he wants to find redemption in uh like real people's eyes then he has to abandon his base and real people aren't going to buy anything from him. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, sure, maybe everybody sees him rehab his image and we're like, well, we don't hate that guy now, but he's out of a job, you know? Right, right. So if he wants to get redemption, he loses all of his money. Right, right. And that's that's a that's a kind of check out. Hell of yeah. a pill to swallow. Exactly. Unintended. So and it's Easier not like for he's a gonna camel to go through the eye of a needle. Right. It's not like he's gonna go to MSNBC once he makes it all the way through. He's I uh, could see him on Mad Owl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at her like he did that British TV show. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think that he hates all those stations because he thinks they're all globalist run. I, right. And I, I think that he does make more on his own show than they could offer him in a contract. So I, even with his diminished uh, access to uh, social media and stuff, I think it would be a step down for him that he wouldn't want to take. I, any, th any I think time. in a lot of people's eyes, him being ripped away from social media and stuff like that almost put him up on a pedestal for his true believers and followers. Totally. Because now yeah, for he sure. is a martyr. It's like the televangelists. The like right. you, you literally are... are tightening up your grip on that small group of people who will give you everything they have. It's, but, it's unfortunately exactly what happens right before things get very dangerous in yeah. cults or uh, yeah, political yes. movements. The, but <laughs> It's a very short walk from I'm kicked off Facebook to let's kill a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brent, you asked about redemption. 
he might seek a certain type of redemption. True. And that is if we are going are we if we're going with the theory that I posited earlier that it's mostly about the money, he is losing literally millions of dollars by not having access to these audiences. Uh, the, he has been cut off. Web, web traffic, you guys probably know the numbers better than I do. Web traffic to his web to info wars went down by like two thirds or something after he got cut off. It, it's just a reality that there's a certain percentage of humanity that unless you're reminded of something, you don't go back to it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a fan of it when you go there. Out of sight, uh, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. And he is out of sight right now to a large percentage of people. So that redemption he might seek is not is not a, um, a bad on me redemption. Mm-hmm. It's a how can I get myself back onto YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. He has other accounts that are still posting him and streaming on YouTube. It's just a matter of finding it, and he can't promote them because if he does, then they'll get taken down. Right, and now, but there's still tons of people who watch them on YouTube. It's still, it's pretty simple to do. Right, but they're seekers. Right, uh, th- there's 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 passive. Yeah. And then there's active. The active folks are still seeking him and will find him. Mm-hmm. The passive, but the the difference between those two is millions of dollars for him a year. True, true. And, and so um, that's my only point is financially he is, th- th- I mean, they cut his legs off a little financially. Now, I'm sure he's set for life, I'm sure. But, totally. But, uh, uh, you know, in, in that ever, I mean, so are all the rich people in the world, but that doesn't mean they don't seek more money. Yeah. The factor that's not being taken into consideration is that there's a very good likelihood that he's getting money from clandestine sources. Like, I can't really sp- specifically nail down what, but I don't think that he makes all his money on his supplements by a long shot. Uh, I think that there's other sources of it. And those wouldn't be cut off necessarily right. by YouTube uh, and Twitter and stuff being Someone gone. is garnering... When you say someone is making a killing off of what he's doing, yeah. I agree. When probably. you say clandestine sources, what are your get? I mean, think tanks. Funds, yeah, I was just gonna say some the Koch brothers. <laughs> the Koch brothers. I mean, Conceiv- legit. Conceivably, especially around the time of the Tea Party coming around, it, it's it's a pretty interesting argument you could make about the circumstances he was in in two thousand nine and how it all fed towards the Koch brothers' benefit and what they were looking for with uh, how they were funding. Uh, the Tea Party through like Freedom Works and Americans for Prosperity, but the 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 thing that I would say is that as soon as Roger Stone got arrested, uh, Alex started changing things up a little bit, and he started expressing on air how much he wanted to go back to how he used to be, and that people were people were you know his listeners were like Alex, we love your show, but you know we miss when you got into secret societies and and all that stuff. And it, uh, to me, that is what I think is as close to a redemption arc as he's going to have, which is I want to be who I used to be. Right. I have gone astray. And I think it'll work to some extent, but it won't work well. You know, it'll work. And it's not getting him back on Facebook. No, probably that shit not. Is, that shit is done. No. But uh, he doesn't need to save himself from a lot of the other stuff. Like, I think he can win a number of these lawsuits that are being filed against him. Like, just but whether it's because the statute of limitations on the defamation that he uh, uh, did is up, or he has really good lawyers that might be able to get a settlement of something he's super guilty for. So you may not have to worry about redemption from that. People will forget about how bad a dude he is in a year if he just sort of hangs tight. Uh, and yeah, he, isn't and that sure that the, he can just go full David Ike and call everybody a reptilian? He could, right? Who are that's definitely not Jews. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
the, the, the David Icke's talking about. Right. I, but David Icke hates Alex now, too, by yeah, the way. So yeah, that, well, that's a fun little... Infighting. Yeah. I think that's the best he can hope for for redemption, is becoming a ba- uh, like a diminished, weaker version of the Alex who actually was talking about conspiracy theories. And then the alternative to that, the opposite of redemption, he could just become an outright Nazi propagandist. Which is an option. It's on the table. Because he can still have a job. Like, it doesn't matter if he's making millions of dollars or not. Like, he can still, you know, you can be a local radio show and you still got a job. You're not a millionaire. But, hey, that's better than, you know, digging ditches. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just know that people like him. I mean, he's obviously, the one thing we haven't talked about, he's obviously an egoist. Very. You know, uh, and, and people with ego want... More uh, everybody's got ego, but people with the accelerated well, I mean, I'm ego, above the it. super ego. Hmm. He's uh, a malignant they, narcissist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's not. He doesn't have an ego. He's, he's a, a malignant he's narcissist. A cancer to, narcissist. To quote his yeah. ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people like that. I, I, it's got to be in his craw that he doesn't have access to as many people and as much money. Definitely, because he's oh, yeah. tasted it. That's right. the oh, difference. Yeah. Right. That's the difference between before and now, especially like, the, like even if he's getting some redemption it's redemption of getting back to a place that he's been above that's 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 one of the other dynamics i find really interesting but your last point your takeaway if if he was going to listen to this (laughs) alex jones tunes in what's your what's your comment for him and his listeners i'm not angry at him so fuck you doesn't come to mind i don't like him so i love you doesn't come to mind i would say there are literacy programs that are available, and <laughs> Alex, you should get, I don't know, is Hooked on Phonics still around? Hooked I'm not sure. Hooked on Phonics worked for me. But something like that would be really important, because I think that's the biggest problem that he has, <laughs> is critical reading skills are in the toilet. And that could reading comprehension. So what you're saying is the Jews did it here. That's not what we're saying. That's what I took away. Yeah, that's what I read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably say like, look out behind you, just to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, well, one of the one of the things that he he always does is he makes up these stories where he's. I was walking down the street and then somebody came out and I was like, "You think the globalists aren't real?" And they were like, "Oh, you caught us!" And then they started talking like demons. They were like, "Hey, you, we will take you down." They were blinking with their third eyelid. So it was crazy. One I, of them starts talking and then the other finishes their sentence. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I could, and he doesn't know what we look like. If I could, I would pull off that so quickly. Oh my just like, start speaking in tongues. We've caught you. <laughs> that would be my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I I was holding my tongue because I I figured I got to wait for the final thought forked. for this when yes when uh, when we were talking earlier about that line between what does he believe and is he doing nefariously and intentionally and what is just spinning amok and he's completely out of control and it 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 makes me think I don't know anybody you know that's some kind of national global spotlight guy like him that manipulates but it makes me think of something I think John. You can relate to, too, having, uh, you know, in our side jobs and our past lives, like been in leadership of groups of people in like selling is you run into salespeople and they create their own victimhood Mm. and they come to you and they say, no, I know I'm going to get fired next month. It's not because I haven't done any of the things that you told me I'm supposed to do over the last six months. It's because I figured out alternative ways and you guys don't want me to have found them. And I literally couldn't tell you how many times I've been approached with that. And, and my first reaction is always, do you honestly think I care enough about you 
that I'm spending time like looking at you right. to set up this whole thing right. to fire you? Like that, that's how the I globalists look at Alex. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's a thing to that that fascinates me when I look at stories like him. Even when I read any of these cult stories, when you know, when I was boning up on some of the stuff with Jonestown um, in preparation for a conversation about that, like you see these spirals of these people that you can't separate intention from reality because he literally has created a scenario where there really are now government agencies after him like because he did that Told but now you. it's real well, yeah. yeah and it's, it's it's so fascinating when you when you look at that and think about that and and how that just creates that His endless cycle prophecy yes yeah. Yeah. the government's not after you because of like your truth telling it's because of you yes putting people at risk with your lies and that's defamation so if i had a chance to say something to alex jones I, you know, I think it comes down to, before I say what I'd say, it comes down to, is he a, is he actually a, a psychopath or a sociopath? Can he experience empathy? Is, is it possible? Because what I would say would only be, um, would, would only be my choice mm -hmm. if he can experience empathy. And if he can, I think back to, um, Actually, I think back to a movie. I think back uh, that was once it was originally a book, A Time to Kill. And if you've seen that movie, at the end, Matthew McConaughey is talking to an all-white jury about this uh, about this horrible uh, rape of this little black girl, and he walks them through the event. You know, imagine this happened, and imagine that happened. It's awful and it's terrible, but you really can't put yourself there because it's a little poor black girl, and you're a you're a you're a southern white aristocrat. You know, um, and then he at the very end he goes. Now imagine she was white and all of a sudden, and, and the reason that's such a powerful moment is because everyone like the light turns on and goes, Oh, the empathy just hit them. Oh, they, now they can feel it. Mm -hmm. If he has empathy, I would want to say something to him. All those emotions you probably felt when they were coming after your kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. When the, when you would say anything or have your lawyer say anything to make sure that you held on to those kids, that's just custody. Think about what you're doing to the parents of people who lost their kids at Sandy Hook. If you can't feel the difference between those two, uh, I, I just let's just I don't care about free speech. Let's pull the plug on you. I'm done. Well said. And mm -hmm. I, I think I think he's past redemption. I think that he is. I, I don't think that he can see it in an, you know, or that I don't believe that he's either sees he's done anything wrong or knows he did the wrong and did it on purpose. And either way, I think it's he shot the shit on that. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so if I had anything to say to him, I don't know that I would. You know, because I think he's just a disgusting yeah. human being. People, and people often ask me, like, uh, you should call in and talk to him. Like, I can see no less productive thing I could possibly <laughs> do. Right. Like, I know a bunch of things about you. I know you're wrong. You're just He's just going to yell at me. Right. Like, it's that right. sort of thing. And I turn you off. So I may be closer to you. I would like to tell him to learn how to read, but. If in reality it was like nah, just not engage. So Guys, when we started this uh, show, one of our first episodes, we, we uh, obviously there's a we, we've been talking about the prepper world, and so we did an episode on prepping. Like mm -hmm. if you if if shit's gonna go south, what do you put in a go bag? And, there's nothing uh, wrong. We both started a, a it, worst case scenario it, bag. It was kind of fun. My yes, wife it, actually loved that. It's idea. a fun hobby. Yeah, well, and it, it, as and, long you know, as it's not out of control. It's right. Yeah, I'll I, show you my literally, uh, my <laughs> literally having something available. Should there be a natural catastrophe, something like yeah. that. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, we did so we did an entire episode where we like got MREs and we tried them on air <laughs> and uh, cooking uh, them in their own chemicals we, was a fun experience. I'll tell you so, what, it'll be in my I, bug out bag. Find them delicious. Jagged little pill. Thank you very much. That shit's gone in there. On you can't cassette. 
right. Are you ready for the Broadway version? They're making a Broadway musical. Really? What? Yeah. Jesus. What? Um, it's true. High but- risk, high reward. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Spider-Man of albums. Yeah. I you guys should do an upcoming episode. Not that uh, you care about my advice, and you should order a bunch of his shit and just like take the brain powder. And- <laughs> I've thought about that, but I think that ever, like so many other people have already done it. There was like that guy who did that video for Vice recently, where he took all of his right. supplements. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, there's been a number of people who have released videos where Solid. they do that, and I just, I'm also kind of sensitive to uh, stuff like that, and I feel like it could really fuck me up. Right, <laughs> right, right. I had the runs for a week. Yeah, and I also don't want to risk it working. <laughs> <laughs> I've got full clarity uh, in a... Well, I guess I get 10% off if I auto-ship. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! How tragic would that be if like the placebo effect worked for me <laughs> right, or whatever? Right, or, like, or it not working, you get the flak jacket, and you're like, alright! Oh, that'd be worse. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Yep. Aim! <laughs> Well, there was a I'm recent Johnny episode. Knoxville, and this is Info. <laughs> <laughs> there was a recent episode where he was talking about Turbo Force, the, oh, yeah. the new one that he had. It's an energy and drink like, now. And he okay. was like, uh, I drank half of one of these, so I am really fucked up right now. I can't <laughs> handle this. And you're like, you're telling me not to drink your own shit. <laughs> and that was half of one. That was- <laughs> you're insane. His commercials for that now are all like, listen, I'm very serious about this. Take a quarter. Yeah. Take a quarter yeah. of one. <laughs> It is too serious. <laughs> Nation, uh, what do you guys think? John, how can they tell us? Well, I'll hop on Facebook.com, search Hysteria Nation. It's our Facebook discussion group where we talk about all of this and a whole lot more. That's right. Also, you can tweet at us at Hysteria51Pod. Don't forget, we got Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria51, or... You can leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Kind of a long episode. We got one to play this week. Don, how's that sound? I can't wait. Uh, hello, uh, uh, Hysteria Nation. Uh, this is uh, David Childress. Oh. You, you might uh, oh, recognize wow. me from the uh, History Channel program, uh, Ancient Aliens, and, and Giorgio uh, for us. I uh, wanted to to call uh, your program and, and uh, inform you uh, about a recent uh, discovery that, that I uh, made uh, at, at Lake <laughs> Titicaca and uh, uh, Puma Punku uh, that, that, that is of uh, utmost importance in, in uh, the ancient uh, astronaut theory, um, uh, and, and I wa- wanted to to tell you and your audience uh, uh, about it first. Uh, uh, my uh, fans and uh, uh, followers consider me to be the Indiana Jones uh, of <laughs> ancient uh, uh, archaeology. And I wanted to, to reach out to, to your uh, podcast uh, because because I fail to, to understand why uh, my name and my uh, discoveries haven't been brought up on You're your podcast. Uh, my most recent <laughs> Please insert 25 uh, cents for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> David, uh, thanks for calling in. And if that wasn't David... <laughs> That was 
spot on. That was great. Go look up David Childress and that cadence was amazing. That was really good. Sadly, it really was David and he's like, son of a bitch. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't even play my whole voicemail. So John, well, one well, more that's, time. His, that's his own fault. Well, need, David Childress needs to tighten that up. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to give us a call and leave their own voicemail, 773-669-7277. Speaking of contact information, Gentlemen, mm. where can people find you? Where can people find your podcast? Especially now that you've been banned from social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well. I think the best place probably is just knowledgefight.com. It's our website. has uh, some links and stuff. Like, we're on iTunes. And, yeah, you can search for us. Yeah. Knowledge. Find us fight. anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two words. We're around. Yeah. <laughs> we're internet. also really bad at any totally kind of plugging terrible. or advertising. <laughs> <laughs> and social media. Yeah. Just so barely yeah, ever yeah, yeah. tweet anything. So, well, the listeners can come join us for drinks in Berwyn, Illinois, yeah. after yes. this, right? Right now. Come Right down, now, down, 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 come, on come on out. Come on out right now. Meet them face to face. And so uh, so knowledgefight.com is your website. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to the show, everyone, iTunes, wherever you also, listen to Alex podcasts. Also, alexjonesshow.us does redirect to our website. That's so, amazing. One of our oh, wow. listeners Yay. did set that up, which wow. is awesome. That is Fillyourhand.com, yeah. N-F-O-W-A-R. I don't remember how that one's like, spelled. There's a bunch yeah. of every... If you misspell InfoWars for a while, mm-hmm. you're eventually going to get to knowledgefight.com. That's so you guys know he is aware of you, right? Almost he's certainly. Got, probably. It, I, I think it's a long shot that he's not, but I also accept the possibility that he doesn't know who we are. What are the chances he's masturbated while thinking about you guys? Just just realistically. 50-50. Yeah. 84%? 84%. 84%. 16? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only the hard-hitting questions on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you and, guys, you uh, knew what you were signing up for. And right. while we're at it, Joe Peck, where can everyone find you? Uh, lingering around the bushes in front of <laughs> Brent's studio. Uh, I believe he told us. Waiting. Waiting. Yeah. Waiting. I will be waiting. I'll always be waiting. Great job. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much thank for, for thank coming you on. For it was a lot, of fun. a lot of fun. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I'm Jordan. Damn. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh. If it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.